Growth is the only way to unlock your true greatness, not only to yourself, but to the world. I'm your host, Candace Lamb, and I'm here to encourage you to explore the possibilities of your best life, what it looks like, and what it takes to get there. I've gathered successful leaders all around the globe to ask the questions we all want to know about business, wealth, health, and relationships. So settle in. You're listening to the Growth and Greatness Podcast. Hello, hello, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Growth and Greatness. I am your host, Candace Lamb, and I am so thrilled to be back with you all this week. Last week, we took a breather. Our sister was tired, but we back this week, <laughs> and I'm so happy to have you guys As you know, or as you may know, the Growth and Greatness podcast is a show where I have the privilege of speaking with leaders from all over the globe who have learned secrets of success in business, in wealth, in health, and faith. And I am excited to share these conversations with you. So if you are here, let me know where you are watching from. Give me a shout out. And I am going to introduce my very special guest tonight, you guys. We are in for a treat. And then we are going to get into it. My very special guest tonight, her name is Dorea Dean. And Dorea is a 13-year Hollywood marketing creative turned entrepreneur. She is an executive brand strategist, global creative marketing consultant, producer, writer, and speaker. Hello. Hi. Hello. Okay. The girl is fierce. Throughout her career in Hollywood, Dorea utilized her multicultural communication prowess in the entertainment industry as a global marketing creative with Sony Pictures Entertainment, managing and contributing to their top grossing film campaigns. Dorea continues to reach diverse and global audiences with the marketing skills, creative acumen, and interpersonal insights as founder and CEO of Rhea Sunshine Enterprises a multifaceted company making inroads in brand marketing, design apparel, entertainment, creative content, music, and literature. Through Rhea Sunshine Enterprises, Dorea is building a world of light to awaken you to your potential, activate you in your purpose, and empower you in your calling. Her latest venture is You Are Loved, a positive identity brand creating top quality clothing that empowers you to shift culture by spreading the message of God's love. Join Dorea November 1st for her online store launch to shift culture by spreading God's love, God's message of love in fashion forward, in a fashion forward way. Please help me welcome my special guest tonight, Dorea Dean. Dorea! Dorea and I used to go to college together so we are classmates from Oral Roberts University. Woo-hoo! So shout out to our alumni out there. Tonight, our topic of conversation is finding courage for a leap of faith. For those of you guys who are watching me tonight, this is going to be such an exciting episode because what you don't know about Dorea is that even though she was working in Hollywood at a job that was amazing, she had amazing impact. The Lord really coaxed her, led her off of her job into this space of entrepreneurship. And uh, she is making waves in a really brave way. And so I had to bring her on because our visions are so aligned with empowering people and encouraging people to live their best life and to tap into the story that God has for them so that they can find their stride and not only find success, but fulfillment as well. So Dorea, say something. I think you might be good now. Dorea, one of the first questions that I want to ask you tonight is, how did you ever find the courage to take the step to leave such an established, such an amazing opportunity that is Sony and the Hollywood entertainment and all that? How did you find the courage to take that step of faith and leave there into the unknown of entrepreneurship? 
Well, that is a very great question. Yeah, basically what I did was I went back to the beginning. And before I even started at Sony, God had given me a vision for my life. And he showed me that Sony was going to be a catapult for the bigger vision of my life. Hmm. So before I even started working at Sony, I knew that I was not going to retire from there. So I went in looking for the exit because I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when it was going to present itself. And so going in with that knowledge, it made it easier for me to take that leap of faith because I knew it was coming, but there were still some hurdles that I had to work through in order to successfully make that step. Okay. So first of all, I think what you said is so good (laughs) that you already knew going into it, that that wasn't going to be your resting place. So how did you process that when, you know what I mean? Because it's hard to give a place 100% of yourself, 110, 120% of yourself when you know before you start that you're not going to end there. So how did that information shape the way that you showed up every day? Excellent question. So, you know, as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus, you know, I knew that, well, before I even started working at Sony, I interned at Sony. Mm -hmm. And when I was interning there, God told me, he said he needed someone on the inside. Mm. So I knew that there was purpose for me there, even though I knew I wasn't going to be there you know, for the whole time, you know, Hmm. or through retirement. And so going in with that understanding, knowing that God had a purpose for me there, I wanted to be excellent. I wanted to fulfill that purpose in being there and make sure I garnered everything I was supposed to learn, everything I was supposed to give, everything I was supposed to carry on with me throughout each day. I learned invaluable skills when it comes to business, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to entertainment, all those things that were necessary for me to have in this particular stage of my life. Okay. The other question I want to ask you, because I feel like people think, you know, we come against this question a lot, especially when you're working in the industry, is how are you able to maintain the integrity of your faith walk. I can imagine that everything that you worked on may not have aligned with, you know, your, you know what I mean, your faith, but how did you, how did you manage that? No, that's a really good question. And thankfully, you know, I worked for the division of Sony that released the box office hits. So Columbia Pictures that released the wide films, basically the films that are targeted towards families mostly, so or general audience so it i wasn't working on horror films or you know slasher movies or things like that would just be you know i couldn't do it you know with my personal beliefs and standards so that was not even really on the table at all okay um, thankfully oh good yeah so that you know we did most films like the spider-man movies your james bond movies you know Films like that are, you know, your men in blacks, you know, films like that are more general audiences and not so much niche. So it wasn't that difficult, but there were times, honestly, there were times where I did have to request that I be moved off of a project because it did go against my Christian beliefs and I could not in good conscience lend my creativity to those projects. So there were times when that was the case. And I had to, you know, hold to my convictions, of course, and, you know, just go through the proper channels of passing on a project. Wow. That's interesting. I ask all of these questions because I think that sometimes when people feel called to a particular industry that doesn't necessarily, you know, it's outside of the walls of church, right? There might be this feeling that, well, if I feel, if I'm called to this industry, then I've got to take everything that comes along with the industry, right? But one of the things that you're talking about is I'm called to the industry, but I'm still maintaining this standard. I'm still maintaining a level of integrity based on, based on what I believe. So I think that that's really interesting to highlight. So thank you for that. Can yeah, you tell well, us I would just... definitely say, oh. No, please go for it. 
Yeah, I was going to say, well, before we're called to anything, we are called to Jesus Christ. We're called to the kingdom of God. And so, you know, who I am, I show up as who I am, wherever I am. And so the people that I worked with, you know, they knew I was a Christian. And so when I did request to be moved off of a project, they knew it was authentic. It wasn't mm. because, you know, oh, she's deciding to be a Christian today. You know, no, she is a Christian every day. <laughs> this is who she is. And so, yeah. That's hilarious. So, you know, so yeah, that was, it wasn't a problem. And also, thankfully, we have certain rights here in the United States when it comes to our faith, especially in the workplace and things like that. So I did do a little bit of research to make sure, okay, what are my rights in the workplace as a believer? Dorea, you paused a little bit. You said that you want, you looked into your rights as a believer in the workplace. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I looked into my rights as a believer in the workplace. And, it, you know, there is a whole, I think it was the Civil Rights Act of 1964, I believe it is. And so it gives, you know, all the rights. And then it says, you know, the process of what you need to do in terms of sending an email, notifying people, the right people and that sort of thing. So it, it wasn't a problem, but it was the first time I had ever encountered that. And I had only encountered it one time. So, you know, in that one instance, I knew the path I needed to take and, and it was fine. It was, my decision was well-respected within my department and it went well. I was just moved on to another project that was not compromising to my convictions. Okay. I know that we're getting to the point of the whole conversation, you guys, but what Dorea just dropped is so important and it's so helpful. And it really is nuggets of wisdom of how to maintain your integrity. When you have been assigned to a place that covers more things than just faith-based things. And so I really appreciate you, number one, that you said that you didn't, that people couldn't say, oh, you're Christian for today. Like the standard that you came in with is the standard that you kept. And so when you are coming in and you are asking for an exception, it's easy to make an exception when somebody's showing up 100% and their level of integrity and excellence, it will create space for leniency in those areas. So I love that you said that. So I really want to get into the nitty gritty because I know we have a short amount of time, but we are talking tonight specifically about finding courage to take a leap of faith. And so walking off of a job like that, walking away from Sony into the space of entrepreneurship, Dorea, tell us the story. So you said that prior to taking the job at Sony, you knew that it wasn't going to be a forever job. Tell us the moment that you knew it was time for you to transition. What was that like? Oh, wow. So that moment was, it was very apparent. It actually was New Year's Eve twenty. 16 so going into 2017 and i knew as i was praying into the new year i knew that i just felt inside and you know like with certain important things in your life you know they say you know when you know <laughs> and it is this internal knowing and so i knew that something had to change like i knew there was you know what is it called the winds of change were blowing and so at the start of 2017, my eyes were open. I was looking for the exit. I was looking for the next, so mm. to speak, because mm -hmm. purpose had built up in me so much to where it needed an outlet. It needed, you know, it's like, basically you outgrow your current setting mm -hmm. and you know that it's time to move on. And so that's just where I came, you know, that's the point I came to where I knew that I had outgrown the capacity of where I was and I needed to spread my wings. You know, I was doing it in my own head. I was just like, okay, let's see if we can make a clean cut, you know, after the holiday, oh, no, right before the holidays. And then I can enjoy the holidays and then start fresh, you know, as an entrepreneur in the new year in 2018, you know, and all that. Anyway, I was just like, wait a minute. No, let me ask God. <laughs> And of what course, a know, novel idea. So caught, right? But you, sometimes you get so caught up in where you are and what's going on and those desires that are inside of you just to start something new. And so you kind of approach it from a natural perspective initially. Yep. But then it's always important to pull back 
and consult with the Lord in your spirit. Because if you are a Christian, then that should be what you lead with, with the spirit of God. You're yes. following the Lord, not stepping out in front of him. I love it. I love it. Dere, I just want to interject really quick because I want somebody to put that in the chat. So oftentimes, like what you said, I came into the job and I knew that it wasn't going to be forever. The Lord had already given you insight, right? And then you felt this overwhelming sense that it's time, it's time, right? But you still had a discipline to go back and consult with the Lord before you made the move. Somebody say, go back and consult with the Lord, right? Because the things that we feel, they're not necessarily wrong, but we don't always translate the timing, right? Sometimes what feels overwhelming to us can translate as a sense of urgency that doesn't always apply. So it could feel like, you know, this wave of creativity, this wave of like, man, I know that something new is coming, but that feeling may need to be translated into something else. Maybe it's a business plan that needs to be worked on in the meantime. Maybe it's a time of prayer and fasting. Maybe it's whatever it is, but at least give the Lord a chance to speak to it before we move on it so that you know, we're not moving out of time and the blessing that it's meant to be doesn't become something else because of a timing thing. So I love that you said that, Dorea. Please continue. Yes, yes. No, thank you for emphasizing that because it is so true and it is so necessary. I mean, we're only here because God has us here. And so he has a purpose for us and we wanna make sure that we are in step with him and so it's crucial and vital to consult with the Lord. And sometimes he'll say, you know, well, wait a little longer. Sometimes he'll be like, nope, you're dragging your feet. So that's why you have to consult with him. And in this case, I was pushing it out a little further than he wanted me to. Mm-hmm. And this the interesting part is I was planning on leaving in November of 2017 But I said, well, let me ask God, right? So I asked him and he actually spoke to me and told me, he said, September 1st, you'll give your two weeks notice and September 15th will be your last day. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) That's a little sooner than I anticipated. That is much sooner than I planned, you know? So, and I knew, therefore I knew it was God because I was like, this is not me for sure. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, God, all right, well, I trust you, you know? And so there were some other confirmations along the way in regards to the timing and God will give you that. And you will know that it is him and that it is time, whether you're comfortable with it or not is beside the point, uh-huh. but knowing that it is him is the important part, Yes, you know, because therein lies faith and faith takes a risk you know? And so what I've learned is that we only hesitate when we are unsure of the outcome. Okay. Outcome and process are two different things. So you can be unsure of the process of what lies ahead of you, but that's not the same as being unsure of the outcome. If God told you to do something, the outcome is good. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're good not evil to give you a hope and a future period point blank the outcome is good so you can go ahead and take that step without hesitation because you know the outcome is good now the process that is a daily walk with god to walk out that process and know that it's all good Terea, you preaching girl <laughs> and i love it i love it <laughs> So September 1st comes, you put in your notice. What did they say? Were they like, wait, no, wait, stay a little bit longer. We'll give you more money. So yeah, everybody was shocked and surprised. That's because, you know, sometimes when God has you doing something, it's not for you to publicize. It is for you to walk with him quietly. Yes. And so, yeah, it was definitely a shock to everyone because I've been there so long and I hadn't necessarily given any signs that I was leaving. And so, but I needed to, something as big as that, a step as big as that, you know, and something that 
for me in terms of my purpose that is so close to my heart that is like my treasure you know that is something that i needed to obviously i did consult with my family but i needed to make that decision alone and i didn't need the input from others i needed to just hear from god and obey him with something as life-changing as leaving everything you've known <laughs> to do something that you don't fully know. Mm-hmm. I also want to just piggyback on that, Dorea, because in my earlier years, there have been times where I chalked up movement from one place to another mm-hmm. because I was like, well, you know, it was just the Lord's time. But if I'm honest, I was pushed out because I wasn't, I wasn't performing. I wasn't integrous about my current season because I was so fixated on my next. And so when it came time for the season to come to an end, it didn't come to an end on my terms. It came to it, it came to an end on because they made the decision, right? And then I just chalked it up to being like, well, I guess my season is over <laughs> here. But one thing that I have learned along the way is that when the Lord is leading you and guiding you, you don't have to let somebody else open the door for you to go. You can leave on good terms, right? Even if there's turmoil where you are, right? And that's something that I've I've prayed as I have grown. I'm like, Lord, I never want to leave a place with a bad witness. Even if it's not my fault, I still want to leave. I want to leave this place with people feeling like, man, her being gone is a loss because I believe that I carry the blessing wherever I go. And so with, if I do leave a place, it is a loss and I don't want them to feel like they're better off without me. <laughs> Dorea, are you still there? I feel like you're frozen on me. So uh, for those of you who are watching and you find yourself in those places, I want to encourage you to make sure that you are giving 110% wherever you are and that you are fully committed to the season that you're in until the Lord tells you to move on otherwise, right? Because our testimony doesn't just start and stop with our inspiration, right? Our testimony is ongoing. So the way that we start a thing and the way that we end a thing is very important. It's very important. And so I would, I don't, this is something, this is a conviction that I hold. I don't want people happier to see me going than they were to see me coming in. (laughs) So it's just a matter of integrity. And so I love that you highlighted the fact that, you know, people were like, oh man, uh, this is a surprise. Not like, yeah, we saw this coming. We saw her work starting to slip. We always knew that she really wasn't connected to us, that kind of thing. Cause I think it speaks to a greater measure of integrity in your work. So the next question yeah. that I wanted to ask was what were some of the things that were going on internally for you that may have caused you to wrestle? Or did you feel like this was easy peasy? <laughs> Lemon squeezy. Oh, <laughs> right. No, actually it was, it was a very challenging time. It was challenging because just number one, I had become unhappy with where I was in life. I was ready to move on, but I had to wait for God to say, go, you know? And so I remember talking to him one day and, and, you know, just being very transparent with you. I told him, I said, you know, I really don't like this anymore, you know? And he told me, he said, it's not for you to like. He said, it's for you to learn. Uh, He said, if you liked it, you'd never leave. uh, Okay. (laughs) So... Yeah, dropping uh, gems of wisdom <laughs> all over the place. Come on. Like, okay, God. <laughs> yeah, so we could we could break that down if you want to. I felt that thing over here. Before we move on. <laughs> yes. Listen to me. This is the essence of what being on assignment is, right? Like too often times we can get confused about the assignment of the Lord in our relationship to the assignment, right? So it's one thing when you enjoy what God has called you to do, but there's another aspect of it that's not always enjoyable. 
And it doesn't mean that your commitment is able to wane. And I love what you said, because the Lord's like, Mm -hmm. it's not for you to like, but how many times are we really faced with that reality? Because the moment that we begin to share with somebody that we love or somebody that we've been to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't like this. You know what I mean? Like one of the things that is a gift and a curse to us as humanity is options. We always feel like, I don't need this. I could go somewhere else. I've been kicked out of better. I could go somewhere else. (laughs) Right. But like, what do you do when that is the assignment? That is the assignment. There is nothing else for you. And I remember being in a season in my own life where I was like, honestly, Lord, I want to do something else. And I remember the Lord saying, there's nothing else for you to do. Not like there's no options for you, but I don't have anything else for you to do. So you can pick something, but then I don't know what you want me to do with that. And so then I was like, (laughs) tears, (laughs) crying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes it comes to that point though. And that's what God is looking for. He's looking for your obedience, right? He's looking for that obedience. And I know for me, he said, it's not for you to like, it's for you to learn. And I said, okay, well, let me learn everything I need to learn now, you know, so that when it is time for me to go, then I've got everything I'm supposed to take with me, you know? And so it's all about perspective. It's like, okay, what is my purpose here? Am Am I learning? Am I contributing? Am I growing? What is my purpose here right now? And so I think if you can identify what your purpose is and the season that you are in right now, where you are, then you can, you don't have to be frustrated because you know why you're there. Okay. Whether you like it or not is beside the point. It's like, okay, I'm here to learn. So let me do that. Or, okay, I'm here to contribute. Let me be diligent in contributing, you know, and God will, he will move you forward as we humble ourselves. The Bible says, humble yourself before the Lord and in due season, he will lift you up. So that's just how you have to approach it. God is, he's, he's faithful. He knows what, you know, like when you're growing up, you know, your parents said, eat your vegetables. You didn't like them all the time, but you had to eat them because what? They made you stronger, right? They helped you to what? Grow. And that's what this whole podcast is about. That's absolutely it. Absolutely it. What advice would you give to someone who's feeling the need to leap, but maybe feeling hesitant? Okay, that's a good question. Again, to circle back to what I said before, the only reason we hesitate is when we're unsure of the outcome, okay? But I would say there's a difference. You have to identify where is the hesitation coming from? Is it a lack of trust in God or is it a lack of preparation on your part, okay? So for me, you know, I had been looking for the exit, not because I didn't like where, you know, what I was doing, but because I knew I had vision of the future. And so throughout those 13 years, you know, I was setting up my home office. I was, you know, preparing a business plan. I was, you know, doing the work because when you know where you're going, you prepare. Okay. So if you haven't prepared, that's reason for hesitation because, you know, like the time has come, but you're not ready. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I got to go on stage now, but I don't know my lines, you know? So it's just like, you need to prepare for what you're praying for. Okay. You need to prepare for what you're praying for. And if you have prepared and you find yourself, yourself still hesitating, you have to take inventory and say, okay, is this fear? You know, is this, where's this hesitation coming from? Is it because I'm not trusting God, you know, and be honest with yourself and be honest with God. God is here for you in every season, in every moment, in every transition. Be honest. He already knows, you know, so just be honest with God. I need, you know, some more uh, assurance or I need some more, you know, I need whatever it is that you need Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that you can take that step of faith because taking that step of faith is much better than not taking it. You you know, I I remember for me, I had to say this to myself. I had to say that what will be is better than what is. So you have to talk yourself into the will of God and don't talk yourself out. We can always find excuses. We can always find reasons why 
not to do something, you know, but what is life if you're not taking a risk, if you're not doing something like you're just existing and you're not truly living. God created you to live life and to live it more abundantly. He created you for something special. And so you have to trust him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. And honestly, it has helped me throughout the entire time I've been an entrepreneur. It says trust in the Lord. It does not say trust in yourself. It does not say trust in your bank account. It does not say trust in your family or the people around you. It says trust in the Lord. That trust comes and is established by relationship. So if you want to move forward in your purpose, get closer to God, period. Come on, period. Spend more time with him. Give him that time. Give him time to speak to you. Don't just talk to him. Listen to what he has to say to you, okay? Mm -hmm. And he'll reassure you. He'll fortify you inside. On the inside, he will fortify you and give you the strength that you need to take that leap of faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I think is so great about what you're saying is we describe it as a leap of faith, but it's not really so much a leap of faith as it is walking out on the word of God. The same thing that Peter did when he walked on the water, like he, he was like, God, you know, he was like, Jesus, is that you? Then bid me to come to you. And he says, come on out. And then Peter walks on the water, right? And like, that is what the leap of faith is. And we are walking out based on the word and the vision that God has given us. And he's saying, this is a safe place. Like I have paved your life with this destiny. I have paved the road in front of you with this word of assurance. Step on these words, take these steps, and it will take you to the outcome that I've promised you. But sometimes we perceive the leap of faith as a leap into nothingness. (laughs) I'm just going to take this risk. And we haven't always heard the instruction of the Lord. We've got a half-baked vision (laughs) and a great deal of discontentment where we are, right? But those ingredients don't always make for a leap of faith. And so I love how you described your process because taking a leap of faith is not based on nothing. It's not taking a risk on nothing. It's taking a risk based on what the Lord has communicated to you already. And so if you are not in a place where you're able to hear the voice of God clearly, if you're not in a place where you're communing with the Lord and you guys have that connection, then taking a leap of faith is going to be really, really hard because you don't have enough to sustain you. And it will feel like jumping into nothingness because you don't have everything that you need to really leap into faith. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you don't have the word of God and you haven't heard him speak to you, then it's not a leap of faith. Yes. I want to make a comment, if I may. Please. You know, you're talking about stepping out of the boat, you know, taking a leap of faith or a step of faith. And, you know, God told, Jesus told Peter, come. And so Peter stepped out of the boat onto, he stepped beyond his natural senses, right? Because it makes no sense. Oh, I'm going to walk on water. No, you don't walk on water. You swim in water, you, you know, or you sink in water or whatever. But when God tells you to do something, God is going to always tell you to do something beyond where you currently are. Okay. So just know that, just settle that. It's going to be, it's going to pull you out of your comfort zone. You know, it's going to be, you're not going to have a point of reference for it all the time. Okay. But if Jesus is there, then you're going to be just fine. Okay. And so, you know, I remember the Lord said to me once, he said, you're not going to always know how to do what I ask you to do. He said, get used to it. (laughs) You're not always going to, you know, have done what I ask you to do. There are going to be some new experiences and some new things that I am asking you to do. And you just have to get comfortable with that. That comes with the territory that comes with the call. I love it. I love it because sometimes we feel like the Lord is asking us because of our expertise. And he's like, nope, I'm just asking you to do it Mm. because (laughs) you're the vessel that I've chosen, right? Like 
that yeah. it you're yeah. right we have to get used to it so so good so good and the point is is the point is is that what it requires of us it requires us to depend on the grace of god okay and not on our own strength and in our own power you know in our weakness that is when god is strong you know that is when he says my grace is sufficient for you you know what he has is what empowers us to do and to be all that he created us to be. So it's not in our own strength and it's not in our own power, but it is in his power working through us. And so we have to keep that understanding or else you're putting more pressure on yourself than even God is. God is like, no, you know, again, back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own capability, you know, trust in me. And he will work through the gifts that he has placed in you. And it's God in us who wills and to do according to his good purpose and his pleasure. So that's what we have to keep in mind. And also, I just want to say that sometimes when God tells you to step out of the boat, it's because you're meant to live on the water. And, you know, just like a child, sometimes, you know, you start off crawling, right, before you can walk, before you can run. And so sometimes God will take you through stages, you know, and that's okay because it's one step and then the next and then the next. And before you know it, you are living on the water. All you can see is water around you and the horizon is in front of you. And that's where you want to live. You want to live in a place you want to exist in a place of faith because that's where the impossible happens. You know, all things are possible with God. And so for me, you know, sometimes God will carry you on the water, okay? You take the step out the boat and then he will carry you, okay? And then when you're ready, he'll allow you to walk, but he will hold your hand, okay? And then when the time comes, he'll release your hand and he'll have you walking side by side with him. It's all about growth. It's all about a process. You go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. So you're always learning. You're always increasing. God wants you to always be moving forward. And he's always right there with you every step of the way. So I love that, Daria. When you made the decision, do you feel like it was void of fear? Like when you finally resolved, I've heard the Lord, I've got the time frame, I've done the thing. How did you manage fear along the way? How did you handle it? Okay, so, you know, like I said, God pushed my timeline up <laughs> to his. And so it was several months prior to when I felt comfortable with taking that step. But because I knew he was the one telling me to do this, I knew I heard from him. Then, you know, it didn't make it comfortable per se, but I knew he was going to take care of me, you know? I had to tell myself that there is no greater security than the security that is found in Jesus Christ. You know, you can stay somewhere and God not be with you. I'd rather go where God is going than to not be in his will, you know, because where God's will is where your blessing is. That is where everything that you desire resides. And so for me, you know, yeah, there were times of great anxiety <laughs> and, you know, just a new way of living, you know, after 13 years of doing things one way and then overnight, it's like, okay, now I've got to do everything differently. You know, that is where the grace of God kicks in and you're like, okay, let me take inventory of what I have, of mm -hmm. the skills I have, of the people I know, of the internet you know, of my relationship with God, of what God has said to me. Let me, I'm telling you, I have become more resourceful as an entrepreneur than I ever have been in my entire life prior to that. Because what it does is it, when you step out in faith, it places a demand on the anointing of God on the inside of you. What it does, it's like that caterpillar going into the cocoon and then it's time for them to become a butterfly. Never have they ever flown before, but they have everything that they need in order to do it. And so 
that's when I began to just use what I have, you know, and I love that God does not ask you for something that you do not have. Okay. God will ask you, what do you have? Come on. Okay. The little boy with the two fish and the five loaves of bread, all he did was give Jesus what he had. Nothing more was required of him. Okay. The widow in, in the old Testament, you know, Elijah said, what do you have in your house? That's right. She said, I got a little bit of oil and a little bit of meal. Okay. He didn't ask her for what she didn't have. God won't ask you for what you don't have. All you have to do is give God what you have and he will multiply it. He will bless it and you will be able to live good off of it. I love that. Is this blessing you guys? If it's blessing you, put something in the chat and encourage our guest, Dorea Dean, because I'm telling y'all, this is good. This is good. This is good. Dorea, if you knew then what you know now, how would that have impacted your journey along the way? Oh, wow. If I had, you know, <laughs> they say hindsight is twenty twenty for a reason, you know, and I think it is an ever evolving process of growth. If I were to have known what I know now about my life and where it is and what I'd be doing, I would have trusted God more. You know, it's kind of like the more we know him, the more we trust him. And if he says something, he doesn't lie. He's not lying to you. He always keeps his promises. And so I would have trusted God more. And in doing so, I could have had more peace along the way. You know, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have been so in a place of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. If you trust God, relax. Okay. Because he's got you. If you trust him, relax. You know. That's all you got to (laughs) do. You trust him. Think about it this way. You know, when the disciples were in the boat during the storm, they were freaking out and they were like, Jesus, wake up. We're going to die. Why are you sleeping? You know, (laughs) do you really think that the boat would have sunk with Jesus in it? Do you really think that would have happened? No, you know, sometimes we are irrational (laughs) in the moment. We're irrational. But if you just push pause for a moment, gather yourself and think about Jesus. The fact that he is in your life, the fact that his plans for you are good, even if you don't know how it's going to happen or what's going to happen or when it's going to, even if you don't know all the details, you know the outcome. And so I would just encourage anybody that is looking to make a transition or to take a step of faith, trust the Lord, trust him. And when I say trust him, you, you, you know when you tell somebody to trust you, right? But, and you know that your word is good. You know, you can do what you've told them that you are going to do, but then they doubt you. That would make you feel some kind of way because it's an attack on your character, you know? And it's like, I wouldn't have told you to trust me if I couldn't, if I couldn't carry it through or see it out. How much more so Jesus Christ, the one who never fails, the one who cannot lie, the one who is all powerful, who is all knowing and who loves you beyond the galaxies. How much more should we trust him? Because he will not let you fall. He will not fail you. No matter what you go through, not even on my most challenging day did I ever look back because I knew I was in my purpose. I knew God was with me. And so no matter how challenging things things get or if you don't know what your next step is, all you have to know is who is stepping beside you. That is so good. That is so good. You're absolutely right. And he is so deserving. He's so deserving of our trust, especially for those who have walked with him and who have experienced his uh, providence, who have experienced his goodness. I remember being in a season in my life where similar to you, Drea, I walked through something and then looked back. And I remember journaling, like, I wish I would have trusted you more. Like I realized that you were worthy of more trust. You were worthy of more cooperation along the way, right? Like I felt Mm -hmm. like looking Mm -hmm. back, Mm -hmm. I was like a kid who I wouldn't move my feet. Like he's trying to hold my hand and move me along and I just wouldn't move my feet. And I 
came out of that season thinking, God, you are worth more than what I gave you. And I never want to have this feeling again where I know I shortchanged you when you were worthy of more. And so like, if that is your testimony that you've seen the Lord's hand, just commit to loving him and allow your love to equal your trust in his instruction and his obedience, because he's so good. He's so good. And if obedience is his love language, there isn't another way that we can express to him that we acknowledge and we appreciate who he is in our life other than just doing the things that he asks and walking in step with his instruction. So last question of the night, Dorea, what is the greatest lesson that you learned along the way? The great, wow. (laughs) I've learned so many lessons along the way. It's hard to qualify it as being the greatest, but you know, again, it comes back to trust. I would say the greatest lesson that I have learned is that God is faithful. He always keeps his promises. You know, the Bible says God is not a man that he would lie. If he said it, he will make it good, you know? And I know now in ways that I didn't fully comprehend before that, I mean, theoretically, I knew, you know, God is faithful. You know, God's going to keep his promises. But when you're in the throes of a situation and you're like, okay, well, I'm not seeing that, you know, that's when the rubber hits the road. You know, it's like, okay, you either trust God or you don't, you know? And it's like, I think it was Martin Luther King who said, the measure of a man is not measured when everything is going good. It's measured in times of challenge, you know, and trials. And so those are times where you can take inventory, you know, of yourself and be like, okay, this is an area that I need to grow in, you know? And I mean, obviously God knows where we are and where he wants us to be, but you know what? That's what you call the process. Okay. And the process You don't know how it's going to unfold, but that process is what God wants you to go through so that you can become all that he has created you to be. And so, you know, I think it was uh, Andre Crouch who wrote the song, you know, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. You know, if I never had a problem, I would not know God could solve it. And so you know, even though nobody wants to go through problems and challenges and stuff, you're like, well, I can do without that. But honestly, when you look back after coming through, God says we are more than conquerors, you know? And so when you go through, you know, you go through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear any evil because God is what he's with me, you know? And so when you look back, then you see, wow, you know, I have grown in ways I never would have if I didn't, if God did not allow me or if he did not walk with me through these challenging times. But you always will come out on top. You always will overcome. The Bible says in this world, you'll have trials and tribulation, but what be of good cheer That's it. because I have overcome the world. That's it. Dorea, thank you so much. And that's how you live in victory. And that that's is it. the goal. That's it. That's it. And that's how you tap into your courage. It's not this feeling that we're searching for. It really is grounded. It is rooted and grounded in our relationship with the Lord. That's where the courage comes from to take the leap of faith. That's where the data comes from that puts our mind at ease to say, this is going to be okay because we cannot see into the future. We cannot forecast all of our days. The Lord is the only one who says, I know all of your days before you lived any of them. I already wrote them out. So he is the one that has this blueprint. And so that is where our courage is. That's where our peace comes from. So I hope that this episode was helpful to you all tonight. If you are contemplating a leap of faith, if you feel that thing in your heart, that it is time for you to make the shift, go back, check with the Lord, allow him to speak to you on your timing, allow him to instruct you on your preparation so that when you take a leap of faith, your process isn't hindered by your lack of preparation and your process isn't hindered by poor timing. So I hope that this was helpful tonight. Dorea, what a joy it has been. Araya sunshine for sure. (laughs) 
So before we get out of here, there's two things that we want to share with you all. One of the first things. So on November 10th, we are having a live and in-person growth and greatness episode. So we will be hosting that at the Media Lounge at 7 p.m. This is a day right before the holiday, y'all. So come on out, invite a friend. You can get your tickets at www.candislam.com. I hope to see you all there. Listen, we are going to have a lively discussion that night. We're going to have food. We're going to have music. We are going to have an amazing time. So get your tickets tonight uh, or get your tickets at www.candislam.com. And I also want to put in the chat that Dorea is launching a new clothing line, which we talked about in the bio. But Dorea, please give us a little bit of information about that, if you would. And you can check the chat. We'll put the link there. Yes, absolutely. So a few years ago, God gave me the commission to create a fashion line that will spread the message of his love. Because we are all imperfect people for sure, but we are loved perfectly. And if we see people through the lens of love, that can truly change the world. And so that is the goal with this new apparel line is it's called You Are Loved. And it is for people to know not only are they loved, but everyone else is loved as well. And if we see each other as that, then it will change how we interact with each other. And it'll help us to build up our own identity in a positive way to combat the things that we're being faced with and introduced to in mainstream culture. But we can hold on to the way that God views us and we can really change the world. Awesome. Such a great message. So appropriate for this day and age. Drea, again, it was a pleasure having you. I look forward to having you back. And so thank thank you you all for watching and have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Growth and Greatness podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe to make sure you never miss a new episode. And follow me on social media at Candice Lamb. That's C-A-N-D-I-C-E-L-A-M-B-E. To catch the replay of this live show, check out my channel, Rain Life Entertainment, on YouTube. That's R-E-I-G-N, Life Entertainment, on YouTube.